what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Two. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling, Sammy Callahan. The one and only shot the Willie Mack. This is Shreddy Breck, aka Mr. Clangin and Bangin. And you're listening to... You are listening to... You are listening to... Broken But Glorious. Broken But Glorious. Broken But Glorious. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Broken But Glorious Wrestling Podcast. Uh, no Chris Lappin this week, so uh, I'm your standing host, Nick Davey, and I'm delighted to be joined by the fantastic, the playboy prince of professional wrestling, Lance Rivera. Hello. How are you doing this evening, Lance? Not lads, um, as uh, the debate last week. <laughs> I'm not too bad, mate. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I think I've actually pronounced your surname right for once. Usually I think I said Beveriera. I think I've said before. So, oh my God. Rivera. Indeed. Rivera. Uh, absolutely. Uh, how are you doing though, this evening? Um, of the aura of COVID jab last week. Uh, you're a bit happy when you came on, I think. Are <laughs> you right now? Yeah, I've mellowed out now within the week. I've kind of just chilled out. I'm all right now. Yep. No, that's well, that's great to... Well, um, after my exciting uh, time... It only lasted for like a couple of hours, that, that feeling. I was like, oh, this is great. I'll have this COVID jab all the time. And then the next day I was like, no, never mind. And it wears off. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, uh, one step closer to freedom, as we said on off air before we came on. And uh, as I say, hopefully, fingers crossed, the uh, the rollout can continue uh, at a good level across the country. Um, but it's not a political COVID podcast. It's certainly a wrestling <laughs> podcast. And, um, yeah, no, um, good, good show lined up this evening. We're obviously going to be discussing Fastlane and the continued build up to WrestleMania. Um, but, uh, start off with a bit of news. So, um, it was, uh, interesting this week with Andrade. Now, I know there was about two weeks ago, I think it was when it was doing the rounds that Andrade, um, he's obviously handed in a, had in his, I mean, got, got his release approved. Um, but been more information coming out of Andrade yesterday. Um, uh, apparently he has now officially left the WWE. So Andrade officially left the WWE. Um, obviously former NXT champion, former United States champion, had, had a, I think it was, what was it a six star or seven star review once from these matches with Johnny Gargano, one of the takeovers. Yeah. All in all, excellent, um, wrestler, now no longer part of WWE. What are your thoughts on this? I think it's a bit of a shame for the company, like for WWE themselves. They've had, they've got such a good talent there, and they've kind of just let it go to waste. But for him, I think there's a world of possibilities for him now, because he he was obviously very good when he was in uh, CMLL and he was in New Japan as well. So the the world's open for him. It's not like he's going to disappear into obscurity. He's got he might even end up in AEW, or he might just go back to Mexico, or he might go to New Japan. I think the world's open for him I think the the biggest loss here is for WWE yep couldn't agree more I mean it's another one of these well, it's another one of these where we haven't really seen too many of leading kind of NXT stars that have gone from sort of NXT to um, well to AEW or to, well, to whoever I mean the only ones that kind of spring to mind are your obvious of Moxley and Pac I think the only really 
two that that spring to mind of, of ones who are proper well NXT champions and leading NXT or Triple H's boys as you like as as people like to call them. So I think we've obviously seen a loads of legends go to well, a few legends go over to AEW over the last year uh, over the last year, but this will be I think a real another marquee kind of sign and yeah, sky is certainly the limit for him and I I, I I think yeah, major loss for WWE and it's just I mean, really frustrating in the sense that uh well, with him again, it's these, these these the booking from NXT of how well you can be booked NXT and getting lost on that main roster. But it, what's really annoying is I thought they actually with Andrade it was actually one that wasn't booked half bad. Um, but this is obviously pre-COVID with his I like his kind of rivalry he had with Humberto Carrillo and Raw with Rey Mysterio and SmackDown. So he was having reasonably good rivalries, uh, but it just seemed to this year again it's a wrestler you could argue has been sort of stung by the behind closed doors era yeah because he, he just disappeared off tv for for ages yeah after after selena fager left as well they just yep just left and uh just kind of disappeared no well as i say it's it will be will really will be interesting to see where he goes so many so much potential I think yeah the obvious one would be AEW I, I think it naturally is these days when a wrestler leaves WWE um, but and I think yeah with AEW there's even potential I think even AEW not necessarily naturally when you talk about someone moving to AEW always go oh, okay well the world title is Kenny Omega can he really go into that but I think even in that sort of oh. mid card upper mid cast I think I think he's a main eventer he's a 100% a main eventer if he went to AEW, you could definitely just throw him in with Kenny Omega now. Kenny Omega, and also is I know with all these working relationships with well the Forbidden Door, as they're said at the moment, you've got Impact as well, um, New Japan Pro Wrestling. There's it really is exciting times of where he can end up, and uh, no, just fingers crossed that they well the company does go to they do book him uh, as the talent that he is. Um, and I think, well, we obviously we've mentioned it as well with, with uh, Selena Vega uh, on, on a free. We could bring them back together. Well, you certainly could, yeah. As a, um, yeah, with him as the manager, it worked a treat last time on NXT. And um, no, just really excited this, uh, to see where the, where they, where that, well, what promotion he does end up with. And yeah, it's, as I say, I think it's, uh, it's a door closed. I mean, probably always a bit of a shame because I felt like, as again, there was so much they could have done, but. I think if you'd say a quick question for yourself now, best Andrade match that you've you've sort of seen him in WWE? Well, it's that it's definitely that um, Johnny Gargano match, the uh, the first one when yeah. um, when he defended the title. That was unbelievable. That match really... with um, Drew McIntyre as well when he won the title was insane. Yeah, absolutely. I, I also really enjoyed now the match. I really enjoyed his ladder match on I think it was Raw start of last year. Now I, I want to say it was against. Um, Humberto, but I think it might have been Rey Mysterio actually um, at the start of Raw. Against Rey Mysterio as well. That <laughs> one on SmackDown he had. Yeah, SmackDown there, there was scope for a really good feud there. But um, as I say, WWE's loss it will certainly be another promotions gain, that's for sure. And uh, we wish we wish Andrade all the best, and I hope uh, that it doesn't affect any relationship with him and Charlotte because they assume that they're in a, a very lovely relationship. So fingers crossed that everything can stay stay uh, well, stay well, stay well in that in that respect. Um, in more listening. news, oh. uh, if you fancy the match anytime soon over in the UK, then um, hi, I'm your guy. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be a match of the year contender over here, or well, or if you go over there, so. I'll no. go swim. I'll travel. Don't worry. If he wants a match, I'll travel to him. 
Oh, we need to book it now. Book it now. Any promoters listening, book this now. There you go. Um, other bit of news as well. Um, that um, yeah, Eric Bischoff's been added to the Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, Eric Eric, Fish, Eric Bischoff obviously in the Hall of Fame. Um, thoughts on that? Um, from my early point of view, I, I was say never really into the the wrestler. I was never really into sort of the whole um, well, the Monday Night War. So I never really got to experience kind of that Eric Bischoff. My early memories of him were well when he was the Raw General Manager. Uh, really dislikable bloke on obviously in a cafe point of view, uh, but great at it. And then, um, yeah, they're, they're my early views on Eric Bischoff. Um, so really well deserved. We know obviously his whole background. He lives and breathes wrestling. Even recently seen on AEW, he's added a fair bits to some of the segments. Uh, what are your thoughts on him being in the, uh, yeah? My first thought was how are they going to um, do this? Hall of Fame this year because everyone from last year is still not going into the Hall of Fame yet. Yeah, I think it's just going to, but I suspect it will be a wall behind. I, I don't think they're releasing any tickets for it, so I suspect it'll be a big behind closed doors. So naturally, I suspect you can probably go through a lot more, well, a lot more people and re- re- like recipient of the awards without having an audience there. I guess is my th- is my opinion. So I suspect that oh, they'll be able to burn through a few more. Um, certainly burn Probably through a few it. more. Yeah. So, yeah, I suspect that what he will come from there will be, well, certainly be done on a streaming service. So there'll, there'll be ways to do it. Um, but I think they will, without a crowd, it, they probably will be able to get through it a lot quicker. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think, um, trying to think of all the ones you had from 20s. It wasn't a major, didn't they stop announcing wrestlers as well, though, for the, it wasn't a full, like a bigger, it wasn't like a massive 2020 cast, was it? Because I've got a feeling they would have stopped. I've got a feeling they stopped announcing the whole people from last year. Because of well, because it was obviously looking increasingly unlikely the whole weekend wasn't going to go to to plan last year. So I'm just trying to think at the top of my head some of the wrestlers that were on there last year. So I mean, as long as they they keep, as long as it's manageable, I'm sure they'll be fine. I don't, I don't think they'll do a, ma- a massive 2021 cast. So. You had um, JBL, British yeah. Bulldog, Jushin Thunder Liger, and the NWO. Oh, and the Bella Twins. So yeah, not not the biggest. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think you can get much bigger, to be honest, than Jushin Thunder Liger, the British Bulldog. Well, obviously, JBL's there as well. <laughs> and the NWO. That's a, that's a big, big card. And then you've got Molly Holly and Eric Bischoff to come this year as well. I suspect they'll probably announce another one. Well, yep, big card, but all well-deserved recipients. And um, no, it's nice to have that bit of... Well, kind of, you know, it's nice to hear about the Hall of Fame, a bit of normality going back into the... Uh, well, into our, well, into our wrestling kind of calendars. And uh, yeah... So all the best of uh, luck and uh, congratulations to, uh, to well to Eric Bischoff and uh, or Molly Holly and everyone going in this year. So I'm sure there'll be a few more getting added to it as we uh, as we go on over the next few weeks. Um, speaking of WrestleMania, the the hosts guest hosts have been announced. Um, of uh, it's Hulk Hogan, probably the oddest pairing you're ever going to hear on this show. Hulk Hogan and Titus and Titus Titus Worldwide, Titus O'Neill are hosting uh, WrestleMania this year. Uh, so I suspect they'll do one night each, or they'll come out as a comedy duo together. I don't know, uh, but yeah, a bit of an odd pairing. But what are your thoughts? To be honest, I don't, I, I saw it and just went, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's an interesting one, considering the last time Hulk Hogan tried to host anything, he didn't know the name of where he was. <laughs> so it's a bit of an odd choice, but I mean, it's just what they do, isn't it? It's what WWE do. It's what they're about. Titus was. Didn't Titus host it last year? 
Um, Titus, I think I, I thought it was. Um, I thought it was. Um, I'm trying to think actually because I think last year Titus um, hosted the second. I think because I remember because yeah. I, I remember only because Titus came on with that facial expression after the Firefly Funhouse match, which made me crack kind of laughter after we saw. Well, probably the biggest. Well, God knows what happened um, after the Firefly Funhouse, and just seeing the reaction after, which was. Yeah, his reaction on on that sort of pedestal. Um, but I've got to think it was the Gronk that hosted it last year with, with Mojo Raw. Yeah, so, but then he was like, what the hell was that? But, so I, was, I don't know why he would have posted. I think he might have just been, I don't know, he just might have just been there for that. Actually, was Gronk there on night two last year? No, I think, I think it was Titus on night two. Yeah, I've got, I can't really remember. It was sort of a, yeah, I think it was, I yeah. Think, I remember him being good. Well, so. it's he does a lot for obviously for charity. He's one of the, the charity ambassadors for WWE, so well, well deserved in that respect. Um, and be yeah, able with Hulk Hogan, obviously it's a big star, star power. Hopefully, he does remember where the arena they're in. Hopefully, there might be a kind of a segment with someone to have a bit of a WrestleMania moment with. Um, but yeah, I think um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they get on as as respective hosts. Um, and yeah, the um, final bit of news as well from me was um, just wanted to mention really about the AEW main event this week, which was just, well, incredible in my opinion, between Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. Um, women's match to main event AEW, the first ever uh, AEW, well, lights out match on Dynamite and featuring two uh, fantastic female wrestlers. Really enjoyable match. Uh, what would you, I don't know if you've had a chance to see it yet, but um, unfortunately I, just... I haven't. But I've heard nothing but those things, and from what the little bits I have seen online, he looked unreal. Yeah, I would hundred percent. Anyone who's what listening hasn't gone back, I would strongly recommend watching it. Um, even if you just go onto your ITV hub, um, you can still find Dynamite on there now. Really would recommend watching this uh, match. It was just yeah, fantastic way to end. What well, what was a really great rivalry between these two wrestlers, but uh, yeah. A great way to end it in a in a lights out match. Uh, probably I was ch- chatting to various people about this, but I would go as far to say my favourite female match of all time. Um, just for the sheer brutality of it, the storylines heading that's been going on with these two. But it really has, above all, it's really now. And there's been the criticism of, oh, AEW's women's division is not the strongest. But I think it really has now pushed this to another level. And just overall excitement now for the the AEW women's uh, um, roster. Obviously, you've got Shida, very being a brilliant champion. Um, The arrival of Jade Cargill, who looks absolutely fantastic. Um, So, yeah, I think the the women's division is going from strength to strength and. uh, Really interested to see well where they go from now. I've always said on this pod, uh, made my things very clear how much I uh, really adore Britt Baker's work. Uh, even well, her being injured was almost the best thing for her. Of how how well she was cutting promos, uh, how she was getting her character over, and now since she's come back, she's been brilliant in the ring with with this match. Well, obviously, I mean the shots of her though just before that blood it all it all reminds me i think the one that everyone springs to mind is the whole becky lynch the man kind of uh yeah. start for her so i'm sure that the for both women that this is the start of well taking their careers to that next step almost yeah it's def- it definitely is 100 percent because it's just an it's just becoming an iconic shot hasn't it already definitely well, I, was, I was trying to work out as well previous women matches that i've really the only other one i personally watched from a personal point of view that i really loved was a uh, uh, match at Progress Chapter Thirty Two, I think it was uh, years ago with Ginny, Ginny versus Laura Di Matteo, 
which was a yeah cracking match, and that was a, a, a great sort of brutal at times, but also a good build. So, um, but no, but these two women, let's say, really exciting times ahead for well for the both women, but also for the well for the entire AEW roster, well women's roster. Sounds brilliant. You've sold it. You sold it well. <laughs> oh no, well, delighted I have done that as well. Um, Rightio, well, as I say, they're the major news. Oh, actually, one more bit of news as well. Uh, probably more for yourself because um, you're a bit more of a uh, obviously a New Japan uh, fan than myself. Will Ospreay's won the New Japan Cup. Um, he has. So obviously, for me, has always been a f- huge Will Ospreay fan on the indie scene. Um, What's in a wrestler at various promotions in this country. Um, one of the first wrestlers that I've really got into into indie wrestling in this country. Obviously, just want to say a huge congratulations. But what are your thoughts as well on on the New Japan Cup and winner Will Ospreay? Oh, I think it's exciting because obviously now he's going to go into face Kota Ibushi. I think that's what's going to be insane. It's going to be unbelievable, yeah. isn't it? Definitely. Um, yeah, I think we're ready. We might be seeing a match of the year contender for cross various yeah. promotions. And no, really gonna, yeah, I think it's really gonna be amazing. It's it's gonna be a next level kind of deal there. It's gonna be unbelievable. They're gonna absolutely tear the place down. No, absolutely. Um, I think, um, yeah, as well. I'm trying to, has they set a, mat, a date for the match yet? Uh, I'm not entirely sure just yet. Um, I believe it'll be, it's not, it shouldn't be too far away. Uh, I can't think off the top of my head right now, though. Absolutely. Well, well, exciting times ahead for the, for that match. Radio. Well, before we get into the fast lane uh, review as well, it's time for a word from this week's sponsors. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's pod, podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of your application. This is the high-flying Finnish luchador Eccentrico telling you're listening to the high-flying Broken But Glorious podcast. Fast lane uh, happened. Um, I'll ask for sort of overall views at the end. Um, now, normally when we do these papers, we don't actually do. Um, we don't. We don't mention the pre-show. Um, I will mention the pre-show only because a fair bit actually happened. Well, a fair bit happened. In a match, one a match that happened that was supposed to be on the main roster happened on the pre-show, but also a bit happened. A bit of interesting happened after the match. So Matt Riddle again. Apologies, I didn't actually watch the pre-show, but I caught up with it during the main show. So Matt Riddle beat Ali um, Mustafa Ali by pinfall. Um, so that was a three out of three as well prediction for all of us. Um, on the on the um, predictions, uh, so Riddle retained his US title. But um, it was more the interest about the aftermath of this. Um, so, um, well, Reckoning walked away, Slapjack then walked away. And then um, I've actually forgotten what these two, uh, uh, I've actually forgotten what uh, Dominic Dijakovic and uh, uh, they're actually called now, with all their silly names with the uh, in retribution. But yeah, they sacked their leader, Mr. Afferty. So I think what we can only say out of this is the uh, retribution's over. Uh, started off obviously so strong back in the summer it was exciting giving everyone a, a bit of an exciting storyline to go into and then since then it's been booked well WWE style and it's been an absolute car crash of a booking for all of them 
Uh, it looks like it's over now. What were your thoughts on this? I didn't expect it. I won't lie. I didn't see it coming, but I'm not overly upset. Not like when they were teasing breaking up the Hurt business and I was really like, oh, no, don't do it. This is just like, oh, all right. it kind of ended how it was going. With a bit, yeah. of a, a bit of a whimper, really, and nothing much else. No, I, I, I say it's re- it's really disappointing me. This, I think, like I said, back in the summer when it when, when they first came on the scene, I was like, okay, this is cool. They've got a lot of potential to work with. I know it's kind of we've seen kind of it before with the trash in the place, like a bit like Nexus. Uh, but I was like, oh well, we haven't seen it for, well for over ten years or whatever. So who knows? They 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 could be potentially they might have learned mistakes from what they've done with Nexus in the past, other stables. So I was all for it, and then yeah. Sadly, nothing came out of it. Even when Ali took charge, I was like, okay, well, this is a nice little twist, uh, giving that Mustafa Ali, uh, Mustafa Ali something to work with. Um, so, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just been, a, in my opinion, a, a, a complete car crash of, of booking, which is really disappointing. But given how, well, given everyone in the stable is very dominant, Djokovic, we saw how good he was on NXT. Um, Mia Yim, we saw how talented she was in NXT. Uh, what even Mustafa Ali as well himself. It was, great to see him get psyched uh, and it's just yeah sadly it's just not it's delivered. just died a death hasn't it really it's just never picked up the potential that it could have had but that's, that's mainly down to um, the booking that it's, it's been under the, the, the kind of just well the, the stupid names didn't help stupid names didn't help um the, there was just no the, the, i think whenever you do psyching though it's just not it's really not like rocket science. If you do something, WWE attack someone, or if you got, if you got, if you want, if something happens, there just needs to be a promo about why, why they're doing this. And there was just none of that. Like there wasn't even a reveal of who they were. Like you, like it was almost like they never actually revealed who these wrestlers were until they just once us kind of. It was all a bit weird. They just gave the names and didn't even like have any mention to them being on XT. It was just yeah, all done just very very poorly in my opinion. And but. The good news is, it, hopefully, that it is done, and now we can see these guys go on to single competition. As I say, I'm excited to see. Well, hopefully, me and Yim go into the into the women's division on well, on, I presume on Raw. Um, she can add obviously certainly a lot to that to the division. Dijakovic, I think, will add certainly a lot to the main roster as well. So, hopefully, they can go back. They can put these guys as single wrestlers in in the main roster, and well, yeah, hope salvage what salvage their careers almost. It's just a case of if they'll pick it up and actually carry it forward, just, or will yeah. they just let it let it go and just? I just hope they don't let them fall by the wayside in it and not capitalize on their potential as individuals. Definitely, and uh, well, no, I couldn't agree more. Fingers crossed, as I say, um, that yeah, that they do. The the wrestlers are starting to be booked a little bit better. Uh, from here, especially as we've mentioned, Dijakovic, Jim, because there is a lot of work that a lot of there's a lot of potential which they can do with them. Which the um, so they didn't say it doesn't necessarily need to be tomorrow or it doesn't have to be within the next week, it doesn't have to be by mania. They can just set some goals of what they kind of want to do with them, work out maybe a bit of long term booking with them. Uh, that they could like, even if it's say the night after WrestleMania, I think was we've said this on the pod a few weeks now. I think it needs a fresh start the night after Mania. I think if they can kind of have ideas for them going forward after then, that'll be fine. But don't, so they don't even necessarily have to make sure right now they split them up. We have to quickly throw them into something. They don't necessarily do need to do that. You can wait a few weeks until after Mania then to put them into into uh, just, like the next. Just build them into something. Yeah. 
definitely. It doesn't have to be something doesn't have to go go well. They can all go straight for Bobby Lashley. It can be putting them into even just random feuds. Like there's no harm in that, or even into mid card title feuds. That yeah, I wouldn't put them into the, random feuds. I want I'd want them to the next thing they do actually mean something. To the title, well, Riddle. We've seen Riddle versus Dijakovic on NXT, so that will certainly have potential. So I think there you've already got. Well, we've seen Riddle at the moment with Ali beating them. So, yeah, there is early scope there for that. Yeah. Uh, but who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah, well, on to, um, on to Fastlane itself. Oh, I will say before we do start as well, before we start the main show, I did love, again, WWE. I mean, this was probably, I can't remember the last time I was this, uh, not depressed, but this underkin forward to a pay-per-view, that's the way to put it, uh, for this one. Uh, but I sat down, going to go with an open mind, and actually the video package alone got me got me quite got, got me quite excited actually. Um, so again, WWE never failed to disappoint in that respect, putting their video montage together. So I will give them a bit of credit for that. Uh, that it managed to get me from really miserable to a little bit miserable going into it. Um, but no, um, opening match uh, was for the women's tag team titles. So we had Jackson Baszler versus Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. Um, kind of went as we had, as we kind of predicted on the show last week, didn't we? Uh, didn't we? Um, with um, the first bit of violence did happen between Belair and Banks. Overall, I really enjoyed. I think out of the, the two matches, this one and the one at the chamber, I think I actually preferred this one. I did like the the back and forth. I did like the storytelling that was going on there. There's also signs of all Jackson Bays that they might come to blows as well. So I did actually quite enjoy this for an opening match. To be fair. Yeah, no, I did as well. I think it. I think it added more because obviously it's, it, it was. It had more going for it than the last match did. It had more of a story to tell and something to work with. Yeah, no, definitely. And um, well, as we said, the uh, the first um, the first stamps being made with um, with Banks attacking Bella after the match. So we've got. Um, well, yeah, it's already it all began, it's so done. to speak. I'm sure we'll yeah. get. Um... It's starting to move forward now, isn't it? It's just. It's. it's get is becoming a WrestleMania match. Yeah, no, definitely. And um no, I think um as well, um yeah, I think you've got a few more weeks on SmackDown so they can really get that. And yeah, I think Bel Air Banks has been booked fine to be honest. I, I think there's even potential for it to continue rolling out after Mania. So yeah. Yeah, no, there's there's definitely the opportunity for it to go over Mania because they can obviously always do the rematch of the next pay per view. Yeah, definitely. Um, Ronnie O and um, yep yeah, so uh, Jackson Baszler obviously retained uh, next match was the Intercontinental Championship match oh yeah so for the women's tag match just to clarify yeah again it was a clean, a clean sweep we all, we all predicted Jackson Baszler to win so three points for all of us um, Big E against Apollo was up next um, again sadly uh, it, I think this to be fair it was it was a fine match yeah, it just went over five just under six minutes Fine match, and I actually think, yeah, they got this. I think they probably got this right, in my opinion. I think Biggie. I, th- I didn't want it, the belt to come off Biggie. I think it's a bit too soon for him to lose the title, but it doesn't make Apollo look weak. I think, especially having him in the after attack, keeps him in this new heelish way. So if he just lost clean, Biggie walks off. Then I think that would have probably killed Apollo's crew. Uh, Apollo's heel turn before it's even begun. So I'm going to give it credit. I, I thought this was fine for what it was. I just think if he'd won it. He'd had more credibility, and he would have had more of a feud going into Mania if he just won it. Because then you have the chase with Big E being like, right, it's time to get it back. 
but instead he's lost he's has it many times it now three times yeah I'm just trying to work that out in my head now yeah I think it is yeah he's lost to him three times yeah I was trying to work out the Smackdown ones yeah no it's I think yeah now they, this is where they're well, I'm giving it credit this is where they need to be really careful because we've seen this with wrestlers time and time again haven't we where they they well, when it starts off fine they've turned heel they've gone into it they've lost the first match but then it doesn't, nothing comes after them. You just keep going down this sort of slipping down the card of slipping into sort of obscurity. So whilst it's fine, in my opinion, they need to make sure that it doesn't go to complete pot and they do keep Apollo strong. So I've got, I think he's got full potential. Apollo, he's always wanted a heel turn as well. When you hear him getting interviewed on podcasts and what have you, that he always, he always, he's always really wanted to have a heel turn. So, um, yeah, I hope, I hope this just, just doesn't die straight away before it's even begun. It, it just needs to be, well booked. I re- this is why I thought he should have won because he just he just needed a win to solidify himself, and then you can build on that and have a mania, some form of mania match where it's actually got a story and Biggie can be the chaser. Yeah, so well, I'm sure those. I'm trying to think, I think I'm still convinced that the Intercontinental Title will be a, a mixed, uh, will be a multi-man match at Mania. Man, not necessarily for a ladder match, but I just think it'll be multi-man because given that SmackDown's got a lot of deserving wrestlers to be on the card. Um, and I don't think they'll put that many single matches that, that, that will go on. So I'm sure there'll be um, a few that will get inserted into that. Um, into, certainly into that. Um, I, I think, yeah, it'll be at least, at least a fatal four-way, in my opinion, if not more. And they make it a multi-man ladder match. Um, Probably, because they always like to have the ladder matches at Mania. Definitely. Probably. And especially over two nights, you'd like to see at least they'll get one, at least one ladder match on over the course of two nights. I still think it. Even if that's the case, I still think it'd be better for uh, Apollo to go in with the title. Yeah. Well, as I say, yeah, it will be interesting going forward. With um, yeah, certainly with Apollo and fingers crossed that they it, it, it uh, they do keep him strong going forwards. Um, up next was well, really confusing me because I was led to believe that this match was already removed prior to um, Fastlane. Uh, yeah, Einstein we all versus were, Shane. Yeah, as I say, we removed it from our predictions last week. I think. Uh, uh, so yeah, that didn't happen. So. Nobody was even speaking about it, were they, up until the day off? It was announced, and then it got taken off mysteriously off Wikipedia. So um, never trust. Uh, yeah, Wikipedia it, it, <laughs> it threw me off when it came on in the video. Pro- it threw me off when it came on the video promo package before. Uh, um, then when Shane got injured, I was like, "Oh well, okay." I didn't realize it was early on tonight, so clearly it was. Yeah, clearly someone's made a mistake here. Uh, but yeah, there. Instead, it was Strowman versus Elias with Jackson Riker in his in his in his corner. Um, Strowman won in a in a squash match, as you'd predict. Um, so yeah. Not really much to talk about that going forward. Um, I think Strowman versus Shane has since been confirmed for WrestleMania. Um, And I could not be less... Well, I'm sure the match will be fine. But yeah, I think I've meant my feelings perfectly clear. So I don't really want to go into any more detail about Strowman and Shane. Have you got anything you'd like to add? Um, No, not really. I don't (laughs) think there's much to add. It feels like a thing that's just come out of nowhere. And it's just been like, okay. I guess this is a thing now. Yeah, no, I just I don't, yeah. I don't get where it's come from, what what it's about. I don't understand it. I don't know why it needed to happen. I like watching Shane wrestle because I think he's a he's a nice attraction, but I just don't get where it's come from. No, I definitely. still want that Shane Triple H match. That's what I want. Shane Triple 
Yeah, I think they missed that years ago. I think they missed that. That's what I was hoping that was going to lead to years ago. But uh, yeah, I think sadly they've uh, they've kind of missed the ball with that. I think they've had chances of the chance for that. But I think now we're kind of past, I think past the point of even caring now, personally, from my point of view, unless they can do something to get me interested again. But Well, the real question is, like, where where is Triple H, isn't it? And this is where I start teasing the greatest wrestling match of all time. The buddy cop drama between Randy Orton, John Cena, and <laughs> following on from last week. Following on from last week, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll get into that uh, a little bit later on for the for the Orton match, and we'll hear a bit more about show it. Show of all time, I think it'd be fantastic. I stand by what I said. <laughs> um, next was a match which I really enjoyed. Now, this is a match as well, which also got me thinking. I've enjoyed their ma- their chemistry in the past. So Seth beating Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, I thought really good match, and again, I re- I think they last when I last match they last wrestled in my ball last wrestling match of note was a uh, wrestle uh, Survivor Series 2019, I think when um or 2018, uh, yeah 2018, I beg your pardon, um when it was Raw versus SmackDown, they had Seth as the Intercontinental versus Nakamura, yeah. yeah, really really enjoyable match then, and I really enjoyed this now, really good chemistry between the two, um and I think yeah exciting for both, and this is what I'm talking about SmackDown down being in a very better position than Raw in terms of wrestlers uh it really excited to see what they can go with these two as well yeah no I'm excited to see where it goes as well because I thought the match was really good I think a lot of it comes from the fact if you if you know your New Japan and you watch Seth Rollins he's clearly a massive fan of New Japan and what's gone on over there for years so he's probably just a big fan of Shinsuke and because he's a big fan of Shinsuke he knows what he wants to do and that kind of usually works well so yeah, I think that's, no. that's probably where the chemistry's built from. And I think they can continue on having great matches. I think a match between them two um, gets Cesaro in there as well somehow. I think that'd be fantastic. It will be, but I I think, I, I still think it'll be Seth. I can see Nakamura going into, this was about, I think Nakamura going into the intercontinental pitch, right, I think. I think Seth. I think Seth Cesaro has already just built the level of uh, for them to have a match at Mania. But certainly, I think post Mania, I'd love to see yeah, that these two certainly got return. Maybe even yeah, I, I think certainly was hard. I just think a random triple threat match between the three, I just don't think would work. Given Nakamura, and, well, the whole point of these two coming together was Nakamura was sticking up for his buddy Cesaro. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they would go into. No, a random I don't tri- think so. But I think just the thought of them three having a match yeah. together would be would be great. Definitely, but definitely, I think it's the, definitely just it's definitely just for Cesaro. Yeah, I, and I think it'd be a, a really good match. Really, I think it's, that, that's um, certainly with the Seth Cesaro. I think it's actually a chance for them to almost salvage kind of WrestleMania. I think I think that has the potential to really almost steal the show and more build Cesaro. We've been talking about Cesaro. Well, I think countless. I think 2016 was, well, 2015, 2016 was really the time when we thought they were going to push him to the next level. Never happened. Um, but now they're re- re-going back to it and I really just hope they, they do kind of eventually put, I really do, they, they do pull the trigger this year with Cesaro into the main event scene um, and what a way to start beating a former WWE champion Seth I think would just be um, really would be would be the perfect end to a, a reasonably good feud as well and um, I think that would take Cesaro to that next level personally yeah it's just a a lot of false dawns, isn't there, with Cesaro? Absolutely. And that's well, the third thing. As I say, hopefully that, um, yeah, fingers crossed that, uh, that yeah, WWE, WWE, as we've already mentioned earlier in the show with their booking. Um, but no, 
and I hope, fingers crossed, Nakamura does get a good, a, a good place on the card. I'm sure, I'm really hoping it will, he will go into some multi-man match on involving the Intercontinental title because, one, I think he just deserves it because I think his work generally has improved. And, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 just generally hope he is on there. Um, up next was, uh, yeah, another, um, uh, probably my favourite in the series, no holes barred match between Drew and Sheamus. Uh, quite a good video package again uh, before the show, uh, before the match, sorry. Um, yeah, just under 20 minutes, I think. I personally think they got the timing of it right, and it was actually quite a good watch. Um, probably my favourite one out of the ones we've seen over Raw over the last month or so, and probably the correct way to end the feud, in my opinion. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I think it was a, it was a very hard-hitting match, and I think it, it, yeah, like you say, it had the right length of time. Yeah, I just think it was very, very solid. I don't think there's much more you can you can say. I think it was just very solid and gave us what we needed to see. Yeah, no, and um, some really good spots as well throughout. I thought my favorite, personal favorite one was the um, uh, yeah, was the whole uh, when I think when they were on top and the uh, well, we near the screens and then Drew just threw Sheamus through through one. <laughs> had a bit of a spark, and I was like, oh, was that? Yeah, you always have that moment when there's sort of smoke comes out of. Did that oh, really did meant that? to happen? Yeah. Uh, for for a moment, I was like, him? well, for a moment, I thought, oh my God, it looked like he wanted him just to rebound off it. But, um, but yeah, he went right imagine through. Imagine that happening. <laughs> you, you think so, oh, no, I couldn't. Oh, you've got a spot, you think, oh, I'm just going to push him into that. <laughs> and it just comes down, and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> Would pay a panic, wouldn't you? <laughs> um, I enjoyed but... Drew's uh, face paint as well. Yeah, I. I really good touch that as well it just made it just made it feel like more of a, I wouldn't say he needs to do this every this, this, this is where I as well I think sometimes they go a bit over the top I hope it doesn't come out and roar with this on I hope when Roy just comes out normally but for any pay-per-view match any big match especially certainly at the end of a feud match 100% wear it every time whether it was just done because it was the whole thing with Seamus with Seamus being Irish Drew being Scottish uh, I don't know but um, I certainly think it would be a really cool touch going forward for any, well, certainly for WrestleMania when he when he wrestles Lashley. But I think, um, yeah, I think going forward, it's a, it's, a, it's a nice little just cute touch, isn't it, really? Yeah, no, I, I think it was cool. I, I rated it. I hope he does it again. It's very brave heart, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's just, um, yeah, it just adds that bit more of a fight feel to it as well, kind of, doesn't it? Um, well, it gives you that, like, Finn Balor vibe, yeah. doesn't it, when he used to paint up? Definitely. Um, and it's nice just to like respect where you've come from as well a bit of like being proud of where you come from we like, like it and Barrett and someone's come out with like well just even with like the Great, Brit- Great British uh, flag on his uh, on his wrestling shorts um, just little little things like that I think are kind of are pretty cool um, I think I was I, I really like the um, well and it was speaking of Seamus actually I loved my favourite shirt of recent years was the Seamus and Cesaro the bar shirt again it was a bit of a fact because Seamus was obviously a big football fan with the, the the whole bar with the football shirts I thought was quite cool oh yeah so yeah, little like, things really little things like that and going into their real life kind of scenario I think it's always that oh it, I think it only adds I can only see positives when they do when they when they do well, turn to real, depth, yeah it? couldn't Make agree more but like a full fledged person no absolutely um we've obviously know where drew's going for wrestlemania we'll go into his match with bobby lashley which i will i think i will get winning rounds with uh for drew bobby lashley i know i'm sure we'll talk about more in the coming weeks as we build to wrestlemania seamus do we recommend he gets a place on the card well he should do shouldn't he really 
I just don't know where. Yes, it's a really tough one, isn't it? I'm, yeah, I, I, the only thing I think on, which I hope they don't go down this route, is he almost becomes like Shane's bodyguard or something. Going into, I just thought that. I, I don't want that to Same happen. Thing I was thinking. The only other thing is Riddle, maybe. Does he get a feud with Riddle? I know then it kind of, we said earlier about Riddle, would he maybe go into a feud with one of the other guys from Royal Retribution? If you if you, if you push straight away Dominic Dijakovic, in, but, or with Keith Lee returns at all. Well, if Keith Lee returns, then that would be good because they, they did have their, their feud before and they had their own little spat going on. That's true. I, I hope they do find some something for him, which I'm sure they, I'm sure they pretty will. It's just, um, and I think he certainly does deserve it because his work this year has been great. Um, I know there's Jeff Hardy. Can you, can you, again, again? I don't want to just hate. I hate just, especially certainly for the biggest event of the it's year. Regurgitating though, isn't it? That's, can you really the just put? So, yeah, they they've already buried their stuff in the bar and brawl. Is it really pointless just bring it back for a three week build to WrestleMania for the sake of putting a match on? So. I feel sorry for Jeff Hardy as well. That's he just doesn't mm-hmm. do anything. Yeah, under under his rest. So well, I know he said as well they're going to give him no more words when fans return. So I'm hope I was hoping for WrestleMania. That's technically, that's the next time fans are out in his WrestleMania. So I'm hoping we'll we'll hear no more words at Mania. We sure oh, think him. You'd like to think, wouldn't you? But he just didn't on TV enough. No, absolutely. I will think. Was hopefully, he on, was he on Raw the other day? I can't remember to be honest with you, mate. Well, he hasn't been that. certainly in a, certainly hasn't been on it. The last time I remember him on Raw was a match of Randy Orton from from actual. You know, he had a few team tag team matches with Riddle, but yeah, can't oh, remember yeah, an actual notable time. Bros, That's it. Yeah. Um, it's just nothing going on with him, is there? I, I, I really can't see how the only I, I I just really can't struggle and see how they can get Sheamus. Into a, a, a into a logical feud going into make say Keith Lee's the only thing I can think that might be able to salvage it if Lee's yeah. if Lee's fit. So it'll just be the case of seeing what happens over the next or what I think will be a crazy three weeks going into uh, the WrestleMania build. But no, but I will say for this match, really enjoyable match, and WWE got it right. And oh, and also as well, I've just realised I've I've stopped doing our, uh, I've stopped sort of since the um stretch. For the record, for the um, Seth Nakamura match, we all got it right as well. Uh, Biggie Apollo, um, me and Chris got it right. You actually got it wrong, Lance. I did, yeah, I, um, I went in back the wrong horse. Yeah, you see, it happens to the best of us. Um, I genuinely thought they were going to give it to him. I thought, oh, they're going to give him that needed win. Yeah. Um, Sadly, um, yeah, that's the only one you got wrong. Though. I know there was the two you got two wrong. I mean, Chris got another one wrong, which I'll get into a bit later on. Uh, and then Drew Sheamus, we all got right. So um, yeah, uh, up next was the match I was most looking forward to um, was the intergender match between Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton. Um, so yep, um, <laughs> so it started off with, with Orton throwing up black goo um, to start the match oh, off. Good start. Yep, uh, and then then we did see as we I think was it yourself that predicted last week we saw the return of the fiend um, who was burnt <laughs> as he, he came from mint, didn't he? It was oh, I I really shouldn't have enjoyed it, but I loved this. Why should um, you enjoy it? Well, what my my criticism of was it seemed to be a man set on fire. He tried to murder him. He all he does is give him a um all he does is give him a sister Abigail, and that's that. Because he knows there's more coming. But this is this is only the beginning. 
but yes, surely you a man's tried to murder you wouldn't just go away okay I'll just do that and that that would do see you tomorrow night and raw you'd have thought he would have done at least two sister Abigails or something uh, to hurt him more not just the one sister Abigail um, it just it's seemed... fine it's time it's just the beginning it's the I beginning hope, of I, the end I, I hope that there is well I'm sure there will be more coming I think I'm, I think it's already been confirmed they're resting at Wrestlemania as well yeah it is yeah um, which is behind, I just hope it does add that Firefly Funhouse stipulation to it, which I'm sure it will. But yeah, I would have just liked to see a bit more of a beat down after the match, at least even with Orton. Oh, I don't want to. Trying. I didn't want to see him do more. I think. Well, even if it, 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 that's fine, even if Orton just made an escape, like done the sister Abigail, Bliss pins him, they stare him down. At least just have Orton at least scurrying into the corner and then just legging it off in the crowd. At least have him terrified that someone you've just murdered some someone you've murdered is effectively is here to kill you a bit like he used to do when he was wrestling the undertaker back in the day which was but well, i just yeah it just that was my only criticism of this um which i know is it's hard to really analyze <laughs> um hard to really analyze this i mean at the same whole. time you're saying i think it'd be more realistic if he did more but i'm like <laughs> he's just been resurrected well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, I don't think we can go any realisticness with it. <laughs> Add any realisticness. I don't think anyone it. can really relate to being resurrected. <laughs> um, well, we know the fiends. Um, we know the fiends back though. Um, yeah, as I said, I hope it will be a Firefly Funhouse match with Orton. Um, I'm sure Bliss will be. Yeah, involved there somewhere. Um, but yeah, for the next three weeks, I'm sure it's just going to be mental of the promos. But yeah, uh, <laughs> it's Gonna, yeah, it's gonna be. Um, it's gonna be. What I did like was um, Saxton going. Oh my God, what has Bliss uh, brought out? <laughs> just, <laughs> just were just about all these classic commentator lines over the years. But yeah, just the Saxton looking all confused, saying, "Oh my God, what has Bliss just created?" Well, yeah, what has she resurrected? That was <laughs> it. What's what's she just resurrected? Nothing gets past Byron Saxton. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, on to the main event um, the, the match of the night well sorry my opinion was the match of the night main event really really enjoyed oh, this so good wasn't it I love this um, incredible match as I knew it would be but I liked all the little story on talents that went with it as well which fair play to WWE again for getting right so yeah Reigns Brian with Edge as the special guest enforcer so sort of the key it was just a show of what Brian could do wasn't it <laughs> Brian is still in my opinion the best wrestler in WWE in my and this reigns again these two have got great chemistry i would like to go back to how good their match was at uh, fast lane 2015 i think it was that was um, great that was a great match really great match these two i, I think was, this one was better though i thought i'd say so as well i agree with that i think this match was better and get a it's bit more watching daniel Ryan. Ryan at his best wasn't it? it it really was brian against the big guys really does work well we've seen him with well Brock Lesnar that Survivor Series match Brian works well with anyone he can literally he is he is the best thing in WWE still in my opinion Brian um, I, he's one I, of the best wrestlers in the world easily he's in yeah. the top five. Oh, 100% definitely and I think Roman Reigns again this gives him the credit he is his, he has been since his return he's been one of the best things about WWE with his, with his heelish he has nailed his heel turn I was going to uh, say he played the heel in this match perfectly he didn't need he, to do anything yeah he he's been out he needed to be there and and again he, his work is great if anyone doesn't if any, uh, no one over the years I think again can crit, ever criticise his work he's always had regardless of when WWE were trying to ram him down our throats he was still banging out great matches 
Um, but yeah, my notable takeaway from this, obviously we had Jey Uso come down and try to, uh, well, which I think was going to happen at some point. But the big notable was when, um, yeah, uh, with obviously the ref bump, which allowed um, then Edge to sort of take role of the ref momentarily. But yeah, Brian going for the chair shot on Reigns, but slashing into Edge. Did we see an Edge heel turn? Because it definitely no, did cost Brian the just- match. I think he's just getting his revenge, isn't he? Because he's hitting with the chair. Yeah. Do you think maybe it might start, even a slow start to a hill turn? No, because you can't boo him, can you? How can we boo him? I, well, that is the thing. It's, 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 it is a tough one. Um, no one's going to boo him. No, there's no chance, is there? I um, Yeah, I, I think the only... Um, I, you say that, though, but I mean... I, would it, if it's the case of cheering Brian I think Brian will get more cheers than Edge um, I, I think at the moment though, I know it's hard to really judge it of crowd I think if there was crowds in there I reckon they might have slowly started turning against Edge um, no. fans don't like a part time wrestler uh, they've but got Brian Edge. as the ultimate as the, but yeah, but Brian is an ultimate baby face the feud itself's not been great Edge, Edge hasn't been on sort of smack that I, I don't know not saying oh, he gets booed but I don't see him getting Brian cheers. Do you think he's more over than Brian then? Um, I think they'd be on par. Because forgetting that this is a man that people haven't seen for 10 years. Thought he'd never ever wrestle again. Bit like Daniel Bryan himself. Yeah. He's a childhood favourite for most people. It'd be like asking to boo The Rock. But we've seen him be booed by before. It was funny enough with Roman Reigns. Um, They weren't booing him. No, no, I get that. But even, um, when he, even when he beat CM Punk and everyone was like, oh, he shouldn't beat CM Punk, he still didn't boo him. He still didn't get booed, but I think it certainly wasn't how I remember Rock Cheers from back in the day and there. And um, I don't know, I really think if this was, if this if we see SmackDown this week, like in front of a live audience, Edge would get booed as he comes out because the fact he's, regardless of he, he's cost Brian the chance to go to Mania. I'm um, I'm well against this. Well, even um, after, so don't don't think on SmackDown this week. If after the chair shot to a babyface, costing the babyface the match, he wouldn't get booed. No, because I don't think he'd get fully booed. No, because he's just too over. Okay, well, it's yeah. So, I mean, I'm for me as a massive Edge fan, I'm kind of well, I kind of want to see him turn heel personally because I think he's a better heel. I think kind of I just know I think oh, I would love to see uh, I'd love to see the outcome of a triple threat match with Reigns I was being. About to say, do you think that's what it's leading to now? I, I think it's leading to a triple threat personally, with with the way it ended with Edge. Well, certainly that was he hates both men, but I could see Edge more going to be in the slimy heel, Reigns being the badass, well badass heel who just doesn't give a crap about anyone, and Brian being the babyface. I think I think it's a triple threat match, and I think it main events night two, and I think. I think now the way this has been booked, I think Brian, I think if they're going to go for a way to make fans feel happy because everyone's out, it would be the first live show. I think Brian leaves. And it champ- should be Edge. should be Edge who wins. I think he could have been Edge, but I think the fact that they've kind of, they've made a bit of a mess out of this booking has kind of, um, I think, I think it's just completely, uh, they, they, it was so, they could have easily made it. Yeah. Edge's face going into it, but fine. Edge wins Mania, uh, Edge beats Reigns at Mania, happy fan. I just think the fact they've just booked this so horrendously bad, I think now it's, uh, it's it only makes Brian look like the good guy in all this, in my opinion. So I, I especially, as much as I did enjoy this match, it's again, just a kind of WWE, 
prior to prior to Faustin, I think this whole booking's been a complete catastrophe. If I'm honest, I think I didn't think it was that bad to be honest. I see other people said this. I don't, I don't know, and I just and yeah, I just really haven't got my. I think it's because I was so excited after the Royal Rumble. Maybe my expectations are a bit too high. I, I don't know, but um, I just yeah, feel, I haven't I haven't seen an issue with it to be honest. I didn't think it was that bad at the moment. I just really hope now. Now I just don't see how they can leave Brian out after the screw finish. As well, no, I don't see how they can leave Brian out either. But and I, I yeah, I, I really don't see how they well. I think that's the only way they can kind of salvage it. I don't think it's as bad as uh, Batista and all. I think I mentioned this on the show last week. I don't think it's as bad as the Batista Orton feel, but it's even on yeah. the same level. It's not even on the same planet. I just uh, think they need to do something to save it because I think right now, if you go with the Roman's Edge, Reigns Edge uh, match, I just don't think it's gonna um, yeah go down well with the audience. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I think it. I think it's it'd be fine. I just uh, well, Especially I'm sure got a different sure, big match. I'm sure on um, this week on um, I'm sure this week on SmackDown we'll get a, a well, we'll get the standard. We'll get an idea. Um, I'm sure we'll get the standard edge. We'll open the show. We'll come out and say, well, yeah, if I get smacked with a chair, I'm not exactly going to ret- retain it well to it. So um, it just reminded me of Sean and uh, Brett and Taker, three fantastic wrestlers. So oh, yeah. when he got when he hit him with the chair when he was the referee. Like, is it, yeah, I, I personally don't. It was probably a little bit before me watching wrestling. Um, wanted to give me a bit of back back context. This. Oh, um, Sean was the referee, and he went to hit Brett with the chair because he spat in his face, and he hit the Undertaker instead. And then that kicked off after that, and that's how you ended up with the uh, Helm Cell match. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, hopefully it's similar build to that, and so. Similar uh, post build as well, but um, yeah, uh, one thing is for sure though. I'm sure the next three weeks will uh, will be very interesting, and I think what will for overall views on the show, it was so much better than I predicted. Like I mentioned at the start, I was yeah in such a drab mood going into this. Didn't have any, didn't really have any excitement whatsoever, but came away very oh, okay, really good show actually. Um, so I think, um, yeah, next three weeks are critical in the build to. Um, oh, 100%. In the build to, it could all, it could all go tits it, up. It could, and I think, but I think now they've kind of before this, I didn't have any, give them any hope for WrestleMania. I wasn't wasn't excited at all, but now I think from this pay per view, I feel like there is there is potential now. They've given themselves something to work with, and yeah, who knows where we're going to be within a few weeks' time. But I think certainly this show has done. This certainly show came out a lot better than than I thought it would. So yeah, certainly giving it a lot of credit, WWE. Yeah, I think they did a very good job with this show. I think and, it was um, great. Um, definitely. Well, um, but yeah, no. Well, obviously, exciting build too, WrestleMania. As we've mentioned, um, yeah, in the build up. Well, to we're the fully next... on the road, aren't we? Indeed, the oh, road to WrestleMania, baby. Yeah. And I actually was at WrestleMania a few years ago. I don't know if I've ever said in New Orleans 2018. So yeah, it would be three it. years ago. I know. It's, time flies. Time really does fly. So, um, yeah, by my calculations, we've got, um, yeah, well, we've only got, uh, yeah, we've got two, well, next week and the week after, we our final two podcasts before Mania. So we'll definitely have our big WrestleMania and TakeOver prediction show. And um, I'm sure next week we'll make a WrestleMania special show as well. Um, hopefully we we'll have Chris join us, but I think we will. So, yeah, we'll, we'll certainly provide a good two-man band. It was always me and you. Oh, one of these good songs. 
good song. Like, oh, always reminds yeah, me of um, yeah. always reminds me of Richard Hillman from Coronation Street driving a uh, Platt family into the uh, sea. That oh song, my God, into yeah, the, into the um, <laughs> pot, uh, into the um, canal. Sorry, oh, my um, God, about that. Best soap, by the way, best soap. Hundred <laughs> percent. There's no better soap than curry. Well, we said to I said to uh, Chris was saying, I wonder when you're going to go up on a tangent, you two, and it's taken right to the end of the show for us to uh, to go off on one to mention a site completely non-wrestling related in Coronation yeah, yeah, Street. I'm surprised we've been so well behaved. Now, has there ever been a wrestling? I'm trying to think. Has there ever been Coronation Street and wrestling? Has there ever been a crossover? Because I can actually name one time. I think it was last year. Someone had the um, the um, fireworks and the cap. I had an Undertaker shirt on. So there's a. Uh, yeah, there's the connection. Well, and, if they want to, they can have me on there. I'll happily go and curry. Well, it's not it's not far from where you live, so... No, it's not at lad. all. I can easily go up to uh, Media City. Yeah, local lad, so... I am, yeah. Come on, curry. Get us on. Yeah. Get him on. And if I've they want to bring me, to just curry. as a lifetime fan, I can come and support you. I've I'll always, always wanted curry. It was one of the things, when I was doing acting, like when I was in, being in films, <laughs> did do some filming up at Media City once. And I was just looking at the Coronation Street set. It was over the other side of the wall. It was like Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, you know, where he stood at the gate. <laughs> like, I just want to go in and see what's going on with Willy Wonka. Mm. Right, I just want to go have a pint in the Rovers' return, have a bacon butty in Roy's Cafe, and then, yeah, that's the dream, isn't I'm, it, for a very old Corey fan? Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll get on there. We'll get on there together. <laughs> we'll sneak on in the middle of the night. <laughs> Hide in Ken Barlow's house. Yeah, Clive and Ken Barlow's house, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, good. Well, yeah. Well, maybe we'll do a Dream Coronation Street wrestling card next week. But, uh... Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> uh, but the, Ken yeah. Barlow gauntlet, Matt. Excitement builds for uh, for next week. The bar- um, oh, my God. You, you've been Barlowed, match. You've been Barlowed, match. I love the sound yeah. of it. Oh, we'll have to explain it next week. <laughs> Well, well, um, yeah. As I say, uh, that was fast lane. Um, yeah, really, really enjoyed the show. Uh, well, better than we thought it would go ahead. And um, yeah, as I say, next two weeks we'll uh we'll bring you up to date. WrestleMania, um, well, the build up to WrestleMania starts now. Really, um, hopefully the, the excitement will continue. We've got so some fun shows coming up over the next few weeks, including the big, as I say, WrestleMania and Takeover and Takeover predictions. Um. Yeah, well, thank you very much for, for listening. We do appreciate your ongoing support. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at BBG Wrestling W Pod. Um, as I say, loads of interviews come up as well. And uh, with all members of BBG, um, we've obviously got Stephen Jackson's Fight TV reviews as well. Um, and of course, as I say, we'll be back next uh, week with our, on our usual time for some, uh, yeah, for our further WrestleMania builders. It'll be a WrestleMania fun show planned for next week. Um, and as I say, yeah. cover as well. indeed, yeah, the big Barlow, yeah, the Barlow the brawl. brawl. <laughs> well, that's it for me. Good night. And that's it for me. Good night.